Welcome to All About the Journey podcast, where you'll hear inspiring conversations with Christian leaders from various backgrounds and industries that are making kingdom impact. Now, here's your host, Wisdom Moon. Hey, welcome to episode two of the All About the Journey podcast. I'm your host, Wisdom Moon. Thank you so much for joining me. And today I'm excited to share with you an interview I did a few months ago with the co-founder of Influence Music, Melody Noel. And I think you'll just really enjoy our conversation. But before we get into that, I wanted to also point out, if you think you're hearing some noise in the background, it's actually just a sound effect. I decided to try out. So let me know what you think about that. It's basically like a beach sound, which I love the beach sound. Anyway, I wanted to briefly tell you a little bit about uh, my marketing agency I mentioned last episode. It's Marketing with Wisdom. I would love for you to check it out. Head over to marketingwithwisdom.com. And if you're interested in working with us, me and my team, uh, you can simply fill out the contact form and we'll schedule a call with you to discuss your needs and how we might be able to help uh, just solve your marketing problems because we all need uh, marketing help if you if we have a business or a ministry or nonprofit. So reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Today's interview is with Melody Noel, and she has just a fascinating background. She is a, an Orange County native and grew up listening and performing mariachi music with her father jose hernandez who's a grammy three-time grammy nominated composer and she actually is the first hernandez and her family in 125 years to pursue a genre outside outside of mariachi and she has uh, some huge successes uh, she's had an itunes number one single with uh, j-lo <laughs> and Lynn Manuel Miranda and collectively has over 10 million plays as a featured EDM artist on Spotify. And uh, she's had placements in shows such as American Idol, Dancing with the Stars, and the 2000, 2016 Olympics. And in 2017, Melody moved to Orange County, California to co-found worship label and artist collective Influence Music. And I want to encourage you, um, after you listen to this interview, go check out Influence Music on your favorite streaming platform because their music is so good. Um, and I think you'll be inspired by it. And I know you'll be inspired by this interview as well. So thanks for listening. And here's the interview. I'm here today with Melody Hernandez. Welcome, Melody. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good. Thanks for joining us today. And you're a part of Influence Music, which is a record label and artist collective birthed out of Influence Church in Anaheim Hills, California. And I'm actually a Californian, so I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, I'm from the Silicon Valley, though, a little bit, I guess, north of where you're at. Said where the smart people reside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't one of them, so <laughs> that's why I moved out of California. <laughs> uh, um, so can you tell us like, who are you and what do you do? Um, my name is Melody Hernandez. I am a singer and a songwriter and am the VP of Influence Music, which is in um, Anaheim, California. And yeah, my, my heart is for writing primarily. I love writing songs and I've been doing it since I was 14. I just started getting into worship leading a couple of years ago. 
when the Lord opened up this avenue um, for influence music. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm 27, so I'm still asking myself, who am I? Yeah. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how accurately I can answer that right now. <laughs> so you're 27 and you're literally running a label um, and you're leading a team. So how did you actually like get to this point? Because, you know, not a lot of 27 year olds are starting a label at a church and writing songs and uh, releasing music and um, doing a lot of like innovative things in that space. So uh, is this something that you really dreamed of becoming when you were little? Or? Um, I always knew it's funny. I made a dream board when I was in the sixth grade, when I went to the oh. like women's conference with my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was so random that I was even at this women's conference. And we kept the dream board and I found it a couple of years ago and then through the influence stuff, it's made even more sense. But I put mm. like, I put a picture of like a girl singing and all these people had their hands up. Oh, wow. Now looking at it, I'm like, whoa, it kind of looks like a worship <laughs> service. Yeah. And then I put another picture of a chick carrying a briefcase and she had glasses. <laughs> and I'm like, why was I 11 years old and cared about carrying a briefcase? Wow. And then, you know, other stuff. I put a picture of my future husband. And it has a question mark over his face. Like just it's such like a geeky little girl thing to do. But I think um, since I was young, like the Lord put in my heart to do music and I come from a musical family. Mm. Uh, my dad's a producer. He does mariachi music, which is oh, like wow. Latin. Do you know what a mariachi is? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's like extremely innovative in that mm. genre of music. Um, and has done like a bunch of symphonic type stuff with that music. That's so awesome. I, was, I was around creativity because of my dad. Mm. And then my mom is the one, my dad is like a total space cadet creative guy. And my mom is very business oriented. So she like started a restaurant where the mariachis would play and then started kind of started their own independent label. And she really was able to create a business out of what my dad wow. has done creatively. So I always grew up with like a very self-starter, um, self-starter parent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it wasn't, I didn't have this thing in my mind that was like, I'm going to start a label one day. And <laughs> I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew I wanted to do music. Mm. Um, and then when I was 14 is the first time I wrote a song. And then I ended up going to NYU, the Clive Davis um, School of Recorded Music, um. which is super cool because they don't, they really don't force you into anything. You can, mm. I was taking business classes and composition classes and entertainment law. Wow. And like, they let you kind of be a little bit all over the place and it's yeah. pretty small. Um, but I had really cool teachers. Like Questlove was my teacher. Benny Blanco was my teacher. Like wow. these people who are like brilliant at what they do. Um, so yeah. Anyways, when I was in college, I got signed to a publishing deal to songwrite. Mm. So that was when I really got introduced to like co-writing and writing for other artists. I never wanted to be an artist. I liked, mm. I didn't. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that on stage. Like somebody <laughs> else can sing the songs I write. And then I moved to LA um, when I graduated in 2014. That's my publisher moved to West Hollywood. So I moved to West Hollywood mm. and I was just focused on writing pop music. Like I really thought I'm going to be the next Julia Michaels. Like I want to yeah. write for Katy Perry and I want to <laughs> write for Rihanna. 
And um, I got saved in 2012, um, two years before I graduated, the same summer that I signed my publishing deal was the same summer I got saved at Hillsong, New York. Uh. Um, Yeah, that Hillsong, New York was across the street from my dorm. Um, So it's like a totally crazy thing that I even ended up there. Um, So anyways, when I was in LA, I still in 2014 had no desire to do Christian music at Mm. all. Um, and then slowly around 2016, like I didn't even join the worship team. Like that's how little interest I had. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I think it was 2015. I like joined the worship team and then I started having ideas for worship songs. Mm. And then oddly enough, just super real story in 2016, I was at my friend's show in Hollywood sitting at the bar, having a glass of wine <laughs> and this girl sitting next to me. And I complimented her on her scarf and we got to talking and she goes, my fiance is a worship pastor at a church called influence and they're looking for female singers. Um, Do you think you'd be interested in going like once or twice a month to sing? So that's how I got looped into influence was at a bar in Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's an amazing story. Uh, So what kind of compelled you to like, I mean, I don't think you, you're the type of person that would just say yes to like everything, you know, like if somebody came up and said, Hey, can you come sing at my church? So what kind of compelled you to like, go check it out? Um, well, there was two things. One, I mean, totally, honestly, she was like, they pay their musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm just a little songwriter in West Hollywood. I've gotten a few cuts, but I could probably use the extra side cash. That's totally real. Like that's, that's what made me be like, sure, I'll check it out. Yeah. But what made me stay was at the time when I was at Hillsong, I was trying to start like an intercessory prayer team. Like I was mm. going through the season in my life where I love to pray for like hours. Wow. Um, and the Lord really gave me a grace. It was probably like five months where like, I wanted to be alone and just pray for very oh. long periods of time. Yeah. So I was trying to like start some type of like intercessory prayer team at Hillsong, but they didn't really know who I was. I just moved mm. to LA. So they were like, you know, calm down. But <laughs> when I went to influence, I walked in and one of the first people I met was the head of their prayer team. And they go, Oh, we have an intercessory prayer team. Come join us once you're done with sound check. Oh, and, wow. like, <laughs> and I went in a group of ladies prayed so fiercely Mm. that I just like, I, I honestly had an encounter with the Holy spirit during that prayer time before service. Mm. And I knew in my gut, like something about influence felt at home, but it made no sense because influence is in Anaheim and I lived in West Hollywood. It took me like an hour and 15 minutes to drive there with no traffic. Uh. I had a whole community at Hillsong LA. It, it made no sense, but I knew that God had people for me at influence. Um, and then once I started to talk to the pastors a little bit, um, pastors, Phil and Tammy Hots and pillar, they're, they're the most like innovative entrepreneurial, Mm. like life coach business people. Like they've started so many businesses outside of the church. Um, so yeah, just being around people like them was super inspiring. And then, the Lord was working on me for about six months trying to make it my home church. <laughs> but I was like super like, it's so far away. It's yeah. in the middle of Anaheim Hill. 
girls and it's all families. There's no young people. Like, <laughs> you know, no just stupid 20 mm. something stuff that I was thinking about. Um, and one day Pastor Phil called me and he's like, me and Tammy have been praying and we want to start influence music. And I was like, what's influence music? And he goes, well, you know, the same way that some churches do like missions and really put invest in like starting a missions program to reach people all over the world. He's like, we feel like our global mission is media and music Mm, and um, we want to invest in music and we feel like you're supposed to be the one leading it. Wow. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he's like, I don't know, pray about it. And I was like, I don't think I'm your girl for this. Like, I don't really, I don't see myself working in ministry. Like I write secular music. He goes, no, me and Tammy heard, and you need to pray about it before you say no. Wow. <laughs> that was a Thursday. <laughs> that was a Thursday. And then I called up Jordan Sarmiento. So Jordan, Michael, and I are the co-founders of the label mm. in of Influence Church. And I called Jordan, who has a ton of experience. His parents were like the associate pastors for Benny Hinn. So he like grew up wow. in like charismania church. <laughs> um, so I called him and I was like, Phil and Tammy just told me this. Like, what do I say? And at the time he was just a keyboardist at the church. Oh. And he goes, um, he goes, Melody, you have to say yes. He goes, this could be great. It could be like a collective and you could call your friends who are in LA, um, you know, who are writers. And I could pull on some of my like artist friends that I book for. Cause he runs a independent booking agency. Mm-hmm. He's like, it could be, it could be awesome. I really think you need to say yes. And then I prayed about it and I totally saw, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew that the first step was getting good songs. Mm. And because I had come from the background of songwriting and publishing, I knew, okay, let's have a songwriting camp and let's run it the same way Universal runs their camps or Mm. the same way B&G or Republic. Let's do it. I remember I went to a songwriting camp for Kelly Rowland at Universal Mm. and they had the songwriting camp like on lock the way that they, the way that they, we're strategic about picking people in rooms. Mm. And I was like, okay, let's do that. Like that's the first thing I know to do. Yeah. So I came on staff January, 2017. We had our first writing camp in April, 2017. And almost all the songs that are on our album, Touch Heaven are from that camp. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. That was a long winded explanation. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Uh, so what would you say, you know, whether it's like during this time of, you know, starting this label or even before that, what would you say has been like the biggest challenge after becoming a Christian that you faced, you know, in your journey and how did you overcome it? The biggest challenge after becoming a Christian? Yeah. Um, I think like performance anxiety, like mm-hmm. the spirit of performance. Like I, I already am a type A personality. Mm-hmm. You know? I love like the Enneagram stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> I just took that for the first time the other day. Are you what a three? Was, <laughs> I was, what's the one? Is Achiever. Four? What's the four? What's the, I don't oh. know. I forget what number I was, but <laughs> it was, I remember reading it and I was like, this completely describes me like i think maybe it was achiever but then i was a wing whatever the individual listed oh one okay yeah it was like performance achiever whatever and then the other one was like creative mm. uh, so i think just wanting to dealing with failure throughout this has been yeah. hard like 
and humbling yourself to constantly ask questions. Like, mm. Everything from like, what's an ISRC code to like, <laughs> how do I organize UPCs? Like, um, how do I make a proper PNL? Like, there's so many things I don't know. Yeah. Um, and it really requires you to be humble. And because I have that type of performance personality, I dealt a lot with anxiety. Mm. Um, like, to the point where, like, I was hospitalized three times in 2016 for wow. panic attacks. Jeez. Because they were so paralyzing. I just felt like I couldn't mm. breathe. Um, it was the absolute worst thing ever. And I dealt with them a little bit in New York. Mm. And then after I became a believer, they ramped up even more. And then once I said yes to this influence, it was like it all hell had broken loose in my head wow. and um, my body. Like I felt out of control in my body. Um, and that was by far the most difficult thing, but the most fruit bearing thing because it forced me to rely on the Lord in a way that I wouldn't have to otherwise. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people would um, hear that and maybe say like, well, if you're a Christian, you're not supposed to have anxiety. And like, how can you have more anxiety than before you're a Christian? Like, what would you say to the person that says, well, if you're a believer, you know, and you're really following God, then like, you shouldn't be dealing with issues like that. Yeah. Um, I say, don't judge. And I'd also <laughs> say, <laughs> I'd also say that verse about, um, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm. Yes. Like when you become a new creation, his spirit is put in your spirit. You are a new creation, but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden your personality changes, your brain is rewired and you're walking as the new creation like that he's made you. Yeah. So there's a lot of thinking and things that I idolize success, mm. um, being accomplished, getting validation. You still have to get rid of those things in your life to be able to receive the peace and the love of God. So that's one portion of it is the renewing of your mind. And second, spiritual warfare. Like I think once you become a Christian, you have a target on your back mm -hmm. for the enemy. Like there's so much, there's part of the panic attack stuff that I know for sure was my own mm. mind and learning how to renew my mind. Yeah. Um, but because I had bad thinking patterns, I think it made way there's a couple experiences that I know beyond a shadow of a doubt were like demonic. Mm. And, um, yeah. But I'm so thankful for them because they really taught me my authority. Um, yeah. And that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we're probably the same Enneagram. Uh, I'm a three, like I'm an achiever and, you know, uh, I go hard and you know, try to get a lot accomplished and all that kind of stuff. And, very driven. Um, and you know, with, especially like with our type of personality, you know, we, like you said, we hate to f f fail at things and we want to always succeed and always look good. And, uh, what do you think is maybe like a common reason that people maybe fail, uh, when they, you know, launch things like, you know, you recently launched a label for the church, um, most businesses that start, they fail. You know, most nonprofits that start, they go away after a while, you know, in the first five years. So 
why do you, why do you think as leaders, you know, uh, most people, when they start something, they can't keep it going and, you know, they give up or fail. Like from your observation, what would be uh, a common reason? Common reason why people give up or fail. Um, well, I think like a huge reason why I'm still in it is the people who are around me. Mm. Like are such advocates of what we're doing. Yeah. And I know it's like having a safety net. Like mm. I'm under the umbrella and the anointing that's over influence church, mm-hmm. even though it can sometimes feel like a separate thing. It's underneath their yeah. uh, umbrella. <laughs> you yeah. know, so I know it, it, for me, it, I find such safety in like, I have Phil and Tammy. If I don't know mm. what to do, if, there's confusion about money stuff. If I think maybe yeah. we might be heading the right, wrong direction, we make a point. We meet every Tuesday at the exact same time. Like mm. I constantly meet with them. So I think if you're starting a startup or you're in any place where you are vulnerable financially, emotionally, mm. everything, because it really does require you to be vulnerable in all those ways. Cause you're risking in all those ways. Yeah. Um, I'd say having like mentorship is so so important i think if you're isolated that would be the quickest way mm-hmm. to give up um and then also like just taking the weight putting things in perspective like there's been like personal stuff that's happened in my family over the last six months mm-hmm. that has so put in perspective what i do yeah yes label is important yes music is important mm-hmm. yes the ministry on my life is important health is more important family is more yeah. important like there, sometimes I have to sit back and go, I'm in the business of making music. Like, yeah. yes, it's, it's important, but stewarding what is right around me is the most important. Yeah. Um, so I just think keeping perspective and taking the pressure off yourself a little bit, you know? Yeah, that's really good. You know, uh, something that I've heard is, you know, the higher you are in an organization or, you know, as a, in your career, uh, the lonelier it is. So, you know, as a leader, like it's so easy to be isolated and kind of be on your own island. And like you're saying, like not have accountability or mentorship um, or community, you know, that's really supporting you. And I love what you said about like having a safety net. Because um, I think a lot of times, you know, when somebody's like really going at something, um, you know, and trying to launch something or grow something, it's easier to be like, okay, I'm just going to do this on my own rather than trying to really be a part of a community and have those people around you to support you in that. Um, and a lot of times I think we don't think that people want to support us or like you know be there to help us so i think that's really good uh, a good reminder to like really like value that and prioritize that in our lives um and you know one thing that um i would love to also hear from you is you know when you look at like maybe from the beginning of like the label and launching it. And I'm sure like you've learned so much during that whole process and you're probably still learning <laughs> like what a late, like what running a label looks like and all the different things that you have to know. Um, and even like casting vision for the future. Um, what would you say is like, 
outside of what we've already talked about is like the most important lesson you've learned, um, you know, from the day that you kind of like launched the label? Um, it's so obvious that I don't even want to say it, but it's true. <laughs> um, like the Lord is the CEO of your business. Mm. If you are not consulting with the CEO of your business about the decisions you're making, yeah, it will fall apart. Mm. And God is so great at teaching us and also kind, like he wants us to learn from our mistakes. So yeah. for, for example, we as a team would pray every Monday, no matter what about decisions we have, unity, mm. everything. We'd pray every Monday and we prayed every Monday up until last September. Mm. And then we all got busy. Everybody was like traveling yeah. and this came up and this came up. So we stopped praying as a team. I'm sure we all kept our own personal devotional lives. Mm. Um, I know mine was lacking. I like just felt like I was losing fire. And anyways, so September, October, November, December, we did not pray once as a team mm. for four months after yeah. the Lord had already blessed the work of our hands with the stuff with touching heaven, created divine partnerships. We knew that the stuff he was doing was all him. And we still managed to say we were doing everything for the glory of God, for the glory of God, but forgetting we'd meet mm. with Bill every Tuesday, but we wouldn't meet together to commune with God. Yeah. And, um, you know, you make excuses. Well, it's the holidays. People are traveling. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And fast forward. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Israel in February for two weeks, which was a total God thing. But oh. anyways, I was there for two weeks and it felt like it recharged my entire faith. And I mm. felt like God gave me a blank slate and started giving me vision and um, direction regarding influence in my own life. And um, he was like, what about what happened to those prayer meetings? Like what happened to meeting with me every week? Like mm. I loved, I loved that time. Where did it go? So as soon as I came back, I'm like, y'all wow. we we're doing this, you know, 11 a.m. Yeah. Monday. So our first prayer meeting, <laughs> this is a trip. We get, get together. Like God, first of all, we repent. We repent for not mm. making time for types of meetings for the last few months. Secondly, this project rebels, which is our next album we've been doing what we think is right. And we've been kind of praying throughout the way, but close any doors that need to be closed, open any mm. doors that need to be opened. If we're doing anything that's not of you, take care of it. That week we lost our producer, our mixing engineer, our mastering engineer, and wow. had to change the date that we released the record. Cause we found out we were going to end up releasing it the same day. Hillsong's releasing their record. Oh, wow. <laughs> Every like, plan that we had Jeez. completely got wow. and the Lord brought a mixing engineer that lives down the street from our church who just moved who is exactly the type of like mixing engineer we were looking for mm -hmm. a mastering engineer who is like the mastering dude of our dreams who does a bunch of records that we love <laughs> um, a production advisor who is never free and happened to be free that following week and flew down and helped us finish what we needed to finish. Wow. Like God provided over the top. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, if we would have prayed last October, would we have saved? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know? So, um, yeah, you got to meet wow. with the CEO. The, the That's chief. really good. Yeah. 
I mean, it's so easy to get busy with work and the busyness of life and trying to get things done and yeah, to like really like take a step back and give it into the hands of God, you know, like it takes a lot of faith to do that because then you're saying like, oh, this is not up to me. This is up to God. Mm-hmm. And That's you're, yeah. Like you're tight. You like, usually you like control mm-hmm. and you like plan. And sometimes it requires you to be like, okay, I'm just going to trust that you're going to come through. Yeah. Scary. Wow. <laughs> I'm really excited to hear the new album Rebels um because I've been, you know, following uh you guys' music and um everything that you guys put out so far like I just love like actually um one of the songs um I'm going to butcher the title of it is it Solo Gloria Yeah. <laughs> um I love that song. It's very catchy and like I have it in my like energy like energetic you know playlist (laughs) like it gets stuck in my head and um yeah i think you know what you guys are doing is like very like refreshing and so i'm excited to hear the new stuff um and just to like watch what you guys do with it too you know how like you get the word out and how you even do the marketing of it um it's been like really fun to see all of that happen and um and just to see like your team, like all the Instagram stories you do, like there's always like people around you and like, you know, you could tell there's like a really strong community there and you guys are doing life together, um, which is awesome, you know? And I think really like those things, the creative you know, side of like the best creativity I think comes out of like when you're in community with each other, not when you're sitting in a room with, total stranger for three hours and try to <laughs> write a hit, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I love seeing that. And, you know, I love to hear from you, like, um, the collaboration side of what you guys do and outside of even just your community and kind of what that looks like and, you know, how you approach that even. Cause I'm sure like you guys get a lot of requests to collaborate and how do you turn people down and how do you, pick and choose the right people. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, we're so lucky that I feel like we found our people kind of fast. Like the mm-hmm. Lord divinely connected the people who are part of Influence Church. So like even if yeah. you touching have an album, it's like the same names over and over and over um, on all of the songs. Mm-hmm. So we have like a core group of writers who go to the church, who me, Michael, Jordan, um, funny saying their names next to each other, Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're kind of part of all of the songs. Um, and then like Michael Ketter, he moved down the street from the church mm. now. So he can be part of sessions all the time. Oh. Um, Matt Gilman is part of the label. So we yeah. Skype him in cause he lives in Florida mm. or he comes out once a month. Um, so we know where like the chemistry is and where creative chemistry is and to keep if there's creative chemistry somewhere, that's something to treasure and you have to um, make a habit of writing with each other. Um, To be honest, like it's kind of easy to like turn people down because we literally right now don't have a ton of free time. Mm -hmm. Like the same guy, Michael, for instance, who is the same guy who's a writer on like over half of the touching heaven record, incredible songwriter 
is also co-producing Rebels, is also the graphic designer for everything, is also <laughs> sound engineer for church. Like wow. the color seven hats. So it <laughs> just logistically, it's a little bit hectic, um, but not in a bad way. It's just, mm -hmm. if you want to be an intern, if there's any interns listening <laughs> to this, come, we need them. Um, but yeah, I think collaborating with outside people, we're so we're open to it when there's time. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you can't really judge off of the first, right? Because it's like the first time you meet somebody, yeah. um, unless it goes like horrifically. Yeah. You know, I think everybody deserves a second date. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> you need to hang out with them again and um, try finishing what you started. But you know who you have chemistry with and you make, you prioritize the time with the people that you know you have chemistry with, mm -hmm. but also don't get stuck in a box and be willing to take friends recommendations. You know, I heard so-and-so is a great writer. You should link up with them. Like mm -hmm. yeah, it, you don't really lose anything except for maybe a couple hours. Yeah. Well, I think you're just a really nice person. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out with people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so I want to ask you something um, kind of, sillier i guess um on a scale of one to ten how weird are you depends on the day i think <laughs> i think i can be around an eight i can be really weird <laughs> <laughs> what would you say what would you say is like the quirkiest thing that is about you or that you do uh quirkiest thing about me i don't gosh that's such a interesting question that I've never thought about. <laughs> I don't know. There's just weird things that I know I do. Like I always walk around with one sock on no idea where the other sock goes <laughs> ever. I can never find it. It wow. always disappears. And I seriously think in my subconscious somewhere, like I start with two socks and then there's a certain point where I just decide to take one off. So it's very like typical to find one sock randomly in the house. <laughs> Strange. That's very interesting. It's strange. You said quirky. Wow. Weird. I don't know. I, I think you may need to get therapy for that. I, <laughs> there's like a deeper issue there. <laughs> one sock issue. <laughs> Does that happen with anything else like earrings or? <laughs> um, no, it's literally just socks. Even when I, I go to sleep with socks on and then I wake up with one on. It, I, like every That's time. really bizarre. It's really weird. It's so weird. I don't get it. So next album cover is you with one sock on. Yes. Next album cover <laughs> is one sock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. <laughs> so tell us about Rebels and kind of like what people can expect from the album when they listen. You know, if maybe if they can't hear music, how would you describe the album? Um, Rebels, well... First, it's a studio album. So it's totally a different, like, sonic experience mm -hmm. than a live album. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Rebels was not written in a place of, like, what songs do we want our church to sing? Mm -hmm. That was not the inspiration. We had started in a writing camp. Um, this was from a writing camp last year. And that's where the song Rebels was um, written. And all of the pe all of us in 
in different rooms, we realized we're talking about the same themes. Mm. And a lot of these themes were, you know, going after the ones that the church is too afraid to go after. Yeah. Um, you're talking about tough issues, man. We were talking about like suicide. We were talking about homosexuality. We were talking mm. about deconstructing your faith. We were wow. talking about this like whole movement of people that like says that there's more one way, to, more than one way to get to heaven. Yeah. Why universalism? Like mm. we talked about a bunch of things that I would usually be afraid to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I think out of those conversations birthed a whole bunch of songs that are just super real mm. and authentic um to where we at we where we are at in our journeys yeah. wise um so that alone i think is going to make it very different from touching heaven um the other thing about this album is um there's a lot more like cinematic stuff going on sonically mm. the lord brought us this awesome string arranger named scott tibbs who is a believer as well. And he did all of the string arrangements for Beyonce's I am Sasha fierce album, which is my favorite album ever. (laughs) Um, But anyway, like our original string guy ended up dropping out and we were kind of in a scramble. This was a little bit over a month ago and we're in mixing right now. So if you know anything about production, you know how like add strings to every song that last minute. Um, And we ended up getting connected to this guy, Scott Tibbs, who, he does like Beyonce and pink and all these huge people. There's no reason he should be working with little old us Yeah, and no way can we afford him. <laughs> um, but he goes, man, I'm a believer and I've been wanting to do a project for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Send me some of the songs and I'll see what I can do. Wow. And our budget for the entire album is what he normally charges for one song. Wow. <laughs> he listened to it and he agreed to do the entire album. Wow. For our- it. so the just the strings alone i think add like a very sa- cinematic yeah. um, grand sound that we mm. didn't have in touching heaven that i'm wow. super excited about so awesome man <laughs> that's when yeah. you know god's hands on it <laughs> literally his hand has been part of every step wow. except for maybe those four months where we ignored him yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. So tell us how people can connect with you on social media um, and then also with Influence Music. Um, so Instagram is at Influence Music Official. Um, and then my Instagram is at Melody Noel Music. And then for Facebook, it's the same thing. Influence Music Official, Melody Noel Music. We respond to like every DM um, and Facebook message. We love talking to fans and we awesome. send we send um, like music in advance sometimes to oh, cool. like close fans, um, which has been really cool. Like we sent some of them our uh, demos off of Rebels and mm-hmm. stuff like that, just awesome. to get their feedback and see what they're thinking. So we really, we really value connection. Yeah, that's great. And remind us when Rebels is releasing. Um, pre-order starts May 10th, and then the whole album will be out July 19th. Awesome, right? Yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing the music. Maybe I will get to be one of those special fans that gets <laughs> the exclusive, like <laughs> pre. Listen, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll totally, totally send it over. But make sense. Definitely tune in because we're gonna premiere the film that day too, which I think. Oh, awesome! Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and being just so real and 
honest about, you know, things that you've um, dealt with and that you are dealing with. And, you know, just, just to hear you like talk about the different things, like what you've done wrong and what you've seen God do. I think that's really refreshing to hear that because, you know, you're not, pretending that everything's perfect, <laughs> but you know, you're, you're admitting that you're not perfect and it's hard to do that sometimes. So yeah, thanks, thanks for, for yeah, I appreciate it. And um, when the new music comes out, we'll definitely share it on our socials as well. So thank you for your time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to All About the Journey podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so others can discover this inspiring podcast.